0: Happy Mission Monday. I don't know. I got nothing. I got to come up with some sort of better announcement kind of thing or welcome to this deal, right? Uh, um, Yeah, uh, it's Monday, and I think everybody had a great weekend at Missional Community again. Uh, Another huge uh, chunk of scripture that we worked through, and I think both missional communities uh, ended up focusing kind of in the same place, uh, focusing on, on what it is to to really love and love well and love sacrificially. And uh, this, this week's passage is uh, a little bit shorter, uh, but before we get to it, a couple of announcements. Uh, right, down on tap Tuesdays, 8 o'clock at the tap room, we want to make sure that we are encouraging people to come out to that, uh, and also uh, when uh, it's a pipe night week, we want to make sure that we're communicating that as well uh, for the for the dudes. Um I'm trying to think what else might be floating around out there, and uh, I'm not sure uh, anything anything else. Uh, one of the things we do want to discuss at some point here, maybe in our telegram, is to talk through Easter. Uh, we need to make a decision about how we're going to handle, handle Easter Sunday. I would really not like to cancel, um, just because it's Easter, it's a high holy day and it's a day that I would love for us to be able to spend with one another. I will be preaching in Flint that morning, uh you know, which is typically when we gather, uh, because we gather with um, St. Matt's. And so we need to we need to talk through what that looks like and what we're what we're gonna be uh, looking to do and trying to accomplish uh on on Easter Sunday. Uh, so one thought I had or uh, that Amy had was uh, that we we do things the way we normally do them, 6 o'clock uh, at the Rose household, and uh, that may or may not include uh, time of the scriptures. Uh, we may just uh, you know, encourage everybody to come and gather with us and have dinner and be together as, as the family of, of God. I know uh, Fowlerville, that's kind of their plan is, is they're opening their home that Sunday for uh, the missional community come and celebrate Easter with them. So uh, as far as Creekside goes, though, we just need to kind of figure out uh, what's what's our plan, what that's going to look like. Uh, maybe we do an early morning uh, Easter, an e- early morning Easter gathering, like eight a.m. or something. Uh, you know, we could potentially do that—a uh, jammies, jammies and breakfast kind of thing. Uh, eight to nine, 8, eight a.m. to nine a.m. Gather together, uh, spend some time in Scripture, take communion, and uh, call it call it good. Uh, so I don't know, just some things, uh, let's, let's talk about it though in the telegram. All right. And, uh, so this week we are, uh, we are diving, continue to dive into, uh, first John, we are nearing the end and, uh, Dave and I had a good conversation, uh, after this week, just kind of on why do we, you know, on, on the purpose of, of the larger passages and, uh, you know, a significant part of it is that that's, this is how the structure breaks down. And, uh, but also, you know, it, it provides context in the, in the deeper thing. And so, uh, what, what we're going to, what we do as leaders is there is an art to this conversation. There's an art to facilitating these conversations in the scripture uh, where you, you try to figure out how best to engage your missional community in these conversations. And that may mean, uh, you know, hitting the whole passage. That may mean kind of working through chunk by chunk. So last week in Fowlerville, this past Sunday in uh, at Creekside, uh, I went, you know, uh, just kind of small chunk by small chunk instead of doing the whole thing. And uh, in Creekside this past week, I only asked the what stands out to you question. And then, uh, and then we never even got into uh, chapter four, uh, verses one through six, which is okay, uh, because we, we camped out in some different spaces, some different places that that really hit home for, for our missional community. And so it's just a matter of, it's a matter of figuring out the art and, and, and it, you, you get better with practice. You just you just do. Uh, so this week, we are in First John chapter four uh, verses seven through five, five. First uh, John chapter four, verse seven through five, five. And uh, it goes like this, it says, "Dear friends, let us love one another, for love comes from God." Whoever lives in love lives in God and God in them. This is how love is made complete among us so that we will have confidence on the day of judgment. In this world, we are like Jesus. There is no fear in love, but perfect love drives out fear because fear has to do with punishment. The one who fears is not made perfect in love. We love because he first loved us. Whoever claims to love God yet hates a brother or sister is a liar. For whoever does not love their brother and sister whom they have seen cannot love God whom they have not seen. And he has given us this command. Anyone who loves God must also love their brother and sister. Everyone who believes that Jesus is the Christ is born of God. And everyone who loves the father loves his child as well. This is how we know that we love the children of God by loving God and carrying out his commands. In fact, this is love for God to keep his commands and his commands are not burdensome for everyone born of God overcomes the world. This is the victory that has overcome the world. Even our faith. Who is it that overcomes the world? Only the one who believes that Jesus is the son of God. All right. So there's, uh, if you didn't pick up on, um, on the repeated word, it's love love, 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 love is everywhere. Uh, John is, uh, he's really pressing into this. And so, uh, as I wrestled through a fallen condition focus for this week, I think it's that we typically love when it's good for us. Uh, but Christ shows us true love is sacrificial, right? And this is, this is born out of, um, verse 10, this is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. I, I think that's, I think that's really the, the big idea here, the driving idea, uh, as far as what is, what does this love look like? And so, uh, in our culture, we tend to, we tend to love, uh, when it's, when it's good for us, when we get something out of it. But, but God, God loves us in a self-sacrificial way. God, God loves us in a, in a way that is, that is in pursuit. And so, uh, we need to, you know, we want to follow that. Um, so the message, big idea, the joy of love is love in reverse. It's an upside down love to our culture. Uh, in verses, uh, seven through 12, uh, what we see is John bringing this letter to its climactic conclusion. He makes his clarion call to love one another. He comes at it again. And this imperative or command is it's rooted in who God is and what God has done. In verses seven and eight, John pushes us to love one another because love is God's very nature. We are united with God in Christ. Therefore we must love one another. There is no other way. Um, if we are if we are united with with Christ if we've been born of God and know God then then we have to we have to love it's, 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 it's who we are now um, and then in verses nine through 12 John argues uh, from the basis of the example that we have in God. God's love is displayed in his actions. Jesus is the ultimate display of God's love. It is sacrificial and intentional, right? That's, that's what we see here. And, um, and so as, uh, as we love one another in verse 12, God lives in us and his love is made complete. So it's, it's in this way that, that we see and show, show God in my darkest places in my faith. Uh, I, the thing that has always brought, kept bringing me back is, is the people. It's the people of God. When I see self-sacrificial love, when I see people giving and loving one another, honestly and authentically, I'm like, there's God. Okay. I'm struggling. I might be struggling with a lot of other things, but there's God in those people and then uh john concludes with you know he concludes with this with that shocking statement right um you know i mean that that statement that no one has ever seen god but if we love one another and god lives in us and his love is made complete in us uh that's that's a really big deal guys it really is because this is this is how we display so that's that's that first test that social test right the, the love test uh, and then in verses thirteen through twenty-one, we get a doctrinal and social test. He kind of brings these two things together. Uh, he ties in the belief and the act, the, the belief and the love piece. Um, so John reminds us that uh, the way we enter into relationship with God is through faith and trust. We acknowledge that Jesus is who He claimed to be, the Savior of the world. But then we ultimately come to a place where we must rely on the love God has for us, right? Uh, verse 16, and so we know and rely on the love God has for us. This is the trust thing. This is the faith thing. Um, there comes a place where we, where, we, where we have to trust. We're not trusting, and I think this is interesting, we're, we're not trusting even necessarily on Christ's death and resurrection, we are trusting on the love that God has for us. And it goes, that goes back into what we were talking about last week, right? That in chapter 3, verse 1, see what great love the Father has lavished on us. And now when, when things get going here, we, we have to rely on that, on that reality. We have to trust in that reality, And that is how we know we live in him when we are trusting in his love for us. That's, that's a pretty, that's pretty significant. Now, uh, John doesn't leave it there. He says, those that, that claim to be relying on the love God has for us demonstrate that reality by being like Jesus in this life. (laughs) Think about that. How do you know? how do you know? Be like in this world, John says, in this world, we are like Jesus. Guys, camp out here, man. What, is it, what does it mean? What does it look like for us to live like Jesus in this world, um, to, to be like him? This, this is something that we cannot, we cannot escape from. We have to, uh, we have to press into and so, uh, John then goes on and says, "Hey, if you're, uh, if you're living like Jesus, you are living in faith, which means you're living in love, and you're not living in fear. Fear of punishment, fear of punishment, uh, sets aside love, right? And Jesus lived this life. He lived this life without fear. There was no fear of punishment in him. And so, uh, because, uh because he didn't have fear, he was able to live fully, fully uh, to love people. This, we can't, we can't hit home uh, strong enough. It is, it is significant. Um, Love, love is what leads to hate. Uh, So the question that we are faced with again and again is, what does it look like to love in this life? How do we love people? How do we love people without fear? How do we avoid? How do we avoid that? Um, how do we embrace and trust and rely on the love that God has for us? Whew! That's that's uh, that's a significant question, and that's one that we have to wrestle with and we have to figure out. Um, and then you get into verses one through five here where John brings it all together. He brings, you know, the doctrine, the moral, and the social test. All these things comes together and he summarizes pretty much everything we've walked through, right? If you believe, then you carry out his commandments, but they're not burdensome or wearying. The world tries to make them seem hard, but we in love overcome the world. How? By believing Jesus, which is defined by John as trusting in the love that God has for us. This is the victory that has overcome the world. Even our faith, he says at the end of verse four, who is it that overcomes the world in verse five? Only the one who believes that Jesus is the son of God. So when we believe and we trust, we rely on the love that God has for us, then we are able to carry out his commands and ultimately how, what are his God's commands, uh, summarized as to love God with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength and to love our neighbor as ourselves. And we can do that if we are not living in fear. We can do that if we have embraced, if we have embraced the love that God has for us. And then in this life, we are able to live like Jesus. We are able to look like him, to be like him. So uh, as as you're working through this, guys, um, you know, keep coming back to, uh, really trying to flesh out and maybe trying to really hammer home. What does it look like for us to look like Jesus, to be like Jesus today? How do we, how do we do this? Get specific, challenge folks to get specific, um, so, all right, uh please let me know what questions you have, things that we need to follow up on in light of this passage. Uh Todd is facilitating at Creekside this week. Dave is facilitating in Fowlerville. Uh Polly and I will be in Brighton uh, because we are on Matthew Grimm's uh ordination. Commission, so we will be doing some work for the presbytery uh, up there Sunday evening. So we will we will miss you guys, uh, but I but things things are left in good hands. I will also be preaching. Uh, I'll be preaching in Flint this Sunday morning, and um, it, that has that has been a great blessing, and it has been it's been wonderful to be with with those folks, and so. Uh, thank you again, uh, Session, for letting, letting me do that and letting me go and practice uh, practice preaching and working out of my gifts in that way. Very grateful to you guys. Um, all right, so you know how to reach me. And uh, if you have questions, thoughts, concerns, uh, things that uh, I need to make sure that I'm adding to this coaching podcast, please let me know. And, uh, and we'll be talking. Have a great week, guys. Praying for you.